This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. We are continuing our series this morning that we're calling Silent Killers. And it is, this is our last week of the series. And so for those of you who have missed it, um, it's a CC conversation series. So for those of you who don't know what that is, um, that's, you know, typically we open God's word and we take from it, we read from it, and then we apply that truth to our hearts and to our lives. And it's very like, this is what the Bible says, this is how you apply it. This is what the Bible says, this is how you apply it. But our CC conversation series that we do two or three times a year are a little bit different. This is where we get some of you, some of the people from our faith community to come and sort of share their story and say, here's what God is doing in this person's life. This is how God is working and active in their life. And hopefully we can take from that and apply some of the principles and some of the things that they've used, some of the things that they've learned to our own faith journey and to our own life. And so it's a little bit different. So if you're visiting this morning, don't think that we're heretics and we don't love the Bible. We love the Bible. Um, This is just a different kind of series. And so we've called this one uh, Silent Killers because um, we've covered some topics and some ideas that, that we think attack us under the radar, right? They come through and they get us, they isolate us, and they attack us at the core. And it's the kind of things that nobody really knows how to check on. Nobody really knows how to ask about necessarily. Uh, we started in week one, we talked through guilt and shame. And we had Tim come up, uh, Tim Stasco come up and share, uh, talking about his life coming out of like an ultra-conservative uh, religious situation and all the guilt and shame that came with that as he transitioned into this lifestyle of freedom and grace and all of that. And so we talked through that, and then Rich uh, came up, Rich Cologne came up and shared um, about some childhood trauma that took place and the guilt and shame that was coupled with that that he dealt with, with for the many years following up. And then in week two, we talked through um, body image and self-worth which is not really talked about a lot in church, but it's, it's a silent killer, man. It can come and it can isolate you and it can attack you and it can bring insecurity to you and all this stuff. And so we talked through that and Jackie Dunkelberg and Lori Mitten shared um, sort of their story and their hearts on the issue. And then in week three, Carmen, who just came up here and instructed us in, I guess, what's now called the seventh inning stretch uh, here at Central, uh, she came up and she shared her story about her dad and their relationship and things that, that went down, transpired years ago and um, talk through unforgiveness and how she had carried the weight of that with her all through adolescence and high school and college. And just over the past couple of years, she's been able to sort of sort through that and, and find freedom from that. And then last week, we talked through grief and loss. And we had uh, Mateo and Tara come up, and they shared about different losses in their lives and, and grief situations that they've had to work through and overcome and battle through on their faith journey. And so, as you can see, it's been a really light, airy, uh, fun series <laughs> for us around here. No, it's been pretty heavy. It's been pretty intense. Um, if you missed any of this, I would encourage you to check it out on our podcast at centralchurch.cc slash podcast. I mean, these are some seriously powerful discussions, and it's been very, very cool, very, very excited. Today, uh, we're continuing that. We're talking through worry, stress, and anxiety, and how these things are a silent killer, man, how they just, they loom at you, they get at you when no one else is looking, when no one else around when it's just you and your thoughts they come and they attack and so um we're going to talk through that but now me personally I'm not typically like a a worrier as much right I'm not I'm not uh super stressed out or I don't experience a lot of anxiety in my life I'm pretty laid back pretty uh chill but there was a specific time in my life that man it it just it hit me like a ton of bricks I may have shared this story with you guys before but um when I was in college 
uh, I got engaged, right? And so I made this decision, you know, I'm going to get married, I'm going to do this thing, it's going to be awesome. And I had all my life planned out, all my goals planned out, this is going to be awesome. And then through a series of events, the, the, it fell apart, right? And so the engagement ended and all this stuff ended. And I was so stressed and so, like, just overcome with, like, I thought all this stuff was going to be what it is, and now it's not, and there was just all kinds of stress involved. Maybe it was my introduction to adulting, right, or, or that, tra- it was all of that same time, but I was so stressed that I came down with this thing called Bell's Palsy. Have you guys ever heard of Bell's Palsy? So, like, there's these nerves behind your ear that, like, spider across your face that control your face on both sides. Um, so, the nerve on this side, like, went paralyzed because of, like, the high stress that I experience and so literally this half of my face went completely paralyzed it was insane like whenever I do this and there's like lines across my forehead they stopped like right here there were no lines on this side I couldn't blink this eye my taste buds down the center of my tongue like this side they didn't work this side they did when I smiled it was like you know I was like essentially like Two-Face from Batman do you guys remember that bad guy in Batman Um, it was like that and there was this this huge amount of stress that came in and I didn't know how to manage it I didn't know how to deal with it I didn't know how to process it and it, it caused this, like, paralysis of my face. And it was super intense. Um, I ended up having to go to Alabama for a few weeks and uh, just kind of do nothing. Because that's kind of what you do in Alabama, I think. Just nothing, right? And so I went down there, man, and, and it, was, it was good and all came back together. But maybe you haven't necessarily had your face paralyzed from stress, you know. Um, but I've, I feel like many of us uh, experience this stuff all the time. I feel like many of us experience worry and stress and anxiety, at least from time to time, but most of us probably more frequently than we would like. And so I wanted to talk through that this morning a little bit. And so I've invited uh, my my friend and our worship leader, Lauren, to come up here and share her story. So will you join with me in welcoming Lauren this morning? So (laughs) it's interesting. So when when you sing on stage, it's one thing. But then when you have to, like, talk on stage, it's a whole nother thing. And that's how it is for me, too. Like, I can talk on stage, but if I, well, I don't know. I kind of think I was born to be a star. I could probably sing on stage, too, if I knew how to sing. But it's a, it's a different thing. And so you would think, man, Lauren's probably not nervous at all about this. That's not true. And that's just not true. <laughs> Lauren is very, very nervous I'm about super this. super nervous. But it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be a cool thing. So, Lauren, why don't you start off by telling us sort of your relationship and uh, journey and, um, you know, how all that works with worry and stress and anxiety. Like, how does, this, how does this relate to you? Yes. So I've always kind of been like a, I've always been a worried person. Like, from yeah. the time I was younger, you could probably ask my parents. They'd be like, yeah, she was, like, kind of neurotic about certain things. Yeah. Um, and, like, as I've grown up, I've kind of realized, like, why I'm that way. Um, I have... I'm kind of a perfectionist. I like to plan things. I like everything to kind of be perfect. And I also, like, hate upsetting people. I don't really like conflict or, like, failing people. Um, That really bothers me. And so that, like, motivates a lot of my decisions. And that causes a lot of stress because what if if I upset them? What if I fail at this? What if I don't do that just right? Um, And that, like, bleeds a lot into, like, decision-making, which I also had a lot of hard time doing growing up, whether it was, like, picking a toy out at the store or, um, like, as I got older, like, trying to decide where I wanted to go to college or what I wanted to do with my life, which I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're talking, your entire life has been sort of, you've, you've, you said you've had a hard time making decisions and landing on things. Why? Because, because you feel like 
you feel like you need to please other people? Is that sort of like, like, am I going to make the right decision? Will I like this decision? Like, what if I make this decision and I fail at it? What if it's not the best decision? Because I'm, I like want to do everything right. I yes. want it to be right. Like, and I think there's, there's a good aspect to that, like doing things with excellence. But yeah. I think I often take it like too far. I'm like, it has to be perfect. And okay. It, like that's really just and so you're so you're an analytical person then you, yes you analyze all things all the time yep okay <laughs> okay so so in that in that an overanalyzation or whatever then that causes you to worry to stress to have anxiety about yeah all kinds of things because like what if this what if that what if this what if that right all the time okay so when did you when did you come to the point when did you come to the place where you're like oh man this is this is something that that that's that I probably need to deal with like this is something that is impacting my present, it's impacting my past, and it's shaping my future, and so I probably need to get a game plan together or figure out kind of how to navigate this. Yeah, so I think I realized that I had, like I could look back in my life probably like at the end of high school, getting into college, I was like, oh, like this is, I can see how this has played out in my life. I can think back to certain situations and see like, oh, I said yes to this thing, and I didn't want to say yes, but I didn't want to upset that person, or like, thinking through like trying to decide where to go to college was like really hard for me and so I, I realized these things and I was like yeah I know I have these tendencies and like so that kind of made it in general easier to manage I was aware of it I was yeah. like okay I got I got this going on like I can kind of yeah. I can function knowing this and I can like make changes as I go along um, but it kind of got really bad at the beginning of this year yeah beginning of this year this year yeah, yeah okay so um in December, I got engaged um, to somebody that I've been dating, and um, then three weeks later. But now you getting engaged, from what you're telling me, is a big deal because getting engaged is a bigger deal than picking your college, and picking your college yeah. was a really big deal. <laughs> so, yeah, trying. I mean, I don't want this to sound bad, but like m making the decision and being comfortable in my decision of saying like, okay, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person was yeah. like a very big deal for me, and like caused a lot of anxiety just because making decisions causes yeah. <laughs> a lot of anxiety for me in general. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, after being in a relationship with this person, like, getting to a place where I was like, okay, like, this is good. Like, I'm comfortable in this situation. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to say yes to this. This is what I want. Yeah. Um, and then uh, three weeks after we got engaged, he moved here. And um, then told me he wasn't sure he wanted to be engaged anymore and so after a few weeks it's like bro do that before you buy the ring right you, <laughs> you might think that would happen <laughs> um maybe but yeah. uh not in this case yeah, so yeah, yeah. um after a couple weeks of kind of like talking through it we i actually i decided that it wasn't gonna work out like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and so um yeah i didn't i don't think i realized like how Obviously, it was, like, very upsetting, and, like, I'm still kind of, I'm still definitely processing through it, but um, I don't think I realized, like, how much it impacted me in terms of, like, my worry and stress and anxiety, because it caused, like, other things, like sadness and all that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'd been living with Crystal and Sal Bono, who went to church here. And yeah, before they moved to Florida. Before they moved to Florida, yeah. which is so sad. Um, but... They had been mentoring me, and so, like, they were walking with me through this whole process, and, like, they knew everything that was going on, and they ha had actually been mentoring um, my fiancé and I. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they were a part of the whole thing, and, and 
walking with me at on the other side of it um, after our engagement ended, Crystal like one day looked at me and was like, "You are just like afraid of everything." Like, yeah. And I knew that in general, like I'm kind of afraid of making decisions and whatever. And she was like, "You're just so paralyzed by fear, yeah. like of everything. Like, will I upset this person? What if I do that? What if I don't do that? Like, what if, uh, like in everything? Like, oh, should I, what should I do next? Like, because it felt like yeah. the rug was pulled out from under me when my engagement ended. Because it was yeah. like, okay, I had this decision. This is my future. Like, yeah. this is what I'm gonna do. At least, you know, I mean, I'm gonna marry this person for the rest of my life. And like, we had some short-term plans over the next couple of years. Like, yeah. all of that was gone. And so I'm like, okay, well, obviously this is over. I have to do something else. Yeah which is like an, the normal next step, but then like trying to make a decision about what to do next felt like completely impossible because yeah. I made a really important decision and it like blew over my face. Yeah. And so trying to make any decision after that even still sort of feels like I can't do that. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's, that's wild. So you, geez, so you finally come to a point where you're like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to trust. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to make it happen. And then it crumbles. And so that, does that cause you, I'm wondering, does that, you said you struggle with decision-making and worry and stress and anxiety and all that stuff before. Does that make you retract to the same spot that you were before? Or does it make you retract further back where you're like, oh, man, I'm not even going to go to where I was before. Like you're even recoiled even more. Like in general? Just yeah, in just general? In, in general. Um. I think in some things, like, I didn't really, like I said, I didn't really notice that it was, like, that it had, like, increased my worry and anxiety because yeah. it was, like, a general thing that I functioned with and knew about so I could, when I noticed it happening, I could be like, oh, yeah, this is whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. This is, like, normal for me, but then I can make changes. But I didn't really realize, like, how much, like, my worry and stress and anxiety about making decisions, like was like through the roof. And I didn't even notice until Crystal pointed it out to me. And then, okay, so then once she pointed it out, what what did you do? How did you respond? How did you say, okay, were you like, oh, cool, thanks, Crystal, appreciate that info. <laughs> I'm gonna go on with my life, whatever. Or were you, did, did you make a change? Did you address it? Like, how did you, what did you do to sort of combat this having control over you or being like a silent killer for you? Um. When she said it, I, like, I had to think about it for a minute, and, like, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, this is, it's ridiculous right now. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, so, once she pointed it out to me, it was obviously a lot easier to do something about it, because I was like, okay, like, this is true about yeah. my situation. This is, now I can do something to change it. Yeah, and it, it, at some point, it's like, okay, these are internal thoughts. I know that I'm struggling with this stuff. But then when someone outside points it out to you, you're like... Oh, oh like, yeah. like they spoke it into existence or something. Like, oh, this is real. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I think the best thing that I did was, like, talk to people because I'm, an, I'm like, a very overly critical, like, analyzer, thinking about everything and, like, yeah. little details and how to make it perfect and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. all that stuff like that. Um, talking with other people, like, helps me, like, say the things out loud and sometimes I can hear, like, how how maybe like unrealistic and ridiculous I sound. Yeah. And at the same time, like people can can say back to me what they hear or they can say, I, he I heard you say this. Maybe did you think about this? Yeah. Have you thought about this? Yeah. Perspectives that I just can't see because I'm so like focused yeah. on like the little things. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's helped a lot, just being able to like 
get it out there, like, to anyone. Anyone that, like, I trusted and was, like, part of my life and wanted to know what was going on, I was like, hey, I need to talk about this. Thing. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even, like, trying to find a solution, but just more, like, processing through it. That yeah. way I had somebody listening and talking back to me and yeah. kind of giving me different perspectives that I just couldn't see. Yeah. Um, and then I think prior to getting engaged, like, a verse that I had um, kind of used to help some of the anxiety and stress yeah. about general life decisions mm -hmm. um, was Romans 15, 13, uh, which says, may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. And um, I, like, I wrote it out on this piece of paper, and I've had it up next to my bed for the last six months or so. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's like just been a nice reminder to me, like, okay, like I'm stressed out, but like the God of all hope can fill me with all joy and peace and as I trust yeah. in him. Yeah. And I think I often forget to do that, trust, like do the trust in him part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, okay, this situation is really stressing me out. What do I need to do? Trust in him and these yeah. things will follow. Yeah. Um, so that's really helped a lot. And then praying, I think sometimes has helped me. But also through this process, it, it's been, like, a little bit hard to pray because it feels, um, I don't know, I felt like, you know, like, the rug was pulled out from under me and, like, all these things went wrong and it was like, okay, I believe for everyone else that, like, the Lord would come in and he would redeem and he would yeah. um, open doors and he would do all these things, but, like, it's very hard for me to believe that for myself. Mm -hmm. And so, like, especially in this situation, saying, okay, like, God's going to come in and fix it when everything felt like it was falling apart was, like, hard. <laughs> it was really yeah. hard. Um, no, I like it. I like that you're sharing that, too, because I think every single week, um, for those of you who have been here or listen online, um, I think that's been a, a thing that everyone has said uh, as a response to this. Like, prayer is one of the main things they do, but no one has shared the caveat of, like, and sometimes it sucks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to pray. Sometimes you're praying, and you're like, Am I just speaking words into an empty room? Like, what the heck is going on? Because you feel all that hurt and that pain and that, you know, emptiness and, and loneliness and all these things in the process of, of being in prayer, you know? And so I think that's cool that you're sharing kind of that angle from it as well. Yeah, I think, you know? it's like, when you, whatever the situation is, like an end of an engagement or just, uh, like, other situations that have caused, like, pain and then, like, can produce worried, stress, anxiety, all, all of those great things. Yeah. Um, it can be, like, you want to you wanna pray because, okay, the Bible says, like, we should pray and yeah. the Lord will give you these things. And you're like, okay, I'm trying to have faith in this moment, trying to say, like, Lord, you said you were going to do this. Yeah. Pray. Yeah. And, th and if nothing happens, you're like, okay, like, now what do I do? Like, yeah. in this moment, I still don't feel better. I don't know. I don't know what to do now. Like. Yeah. I'm not really sure where to turn next. Yeah. You know, and it can, so like praying in those moments can be really difficult when you feel like kind of you got nothing. And yeah. then you like give the little bit that you have and it's yeah. like you s still feel like you're in that place, you know? Yes. Yeah. Man, that's huge. So, so you're saying when you, when you realized, okay, I got to do something about this, you said getting with a community of people, like not being an echo chamber unto yourself where you're just like bouncing these ideas around in your head. And once you say them, you're like, oh, did I? I just say that, you know? Um, so, so connecting with other people, what was the second thing? Um, the verse, Romans 15, 13. Yes, reminding yourself of the truth of God 
through scripture and things like that. And then prayer was sort of another one. Okay. So then um, for people in here that may be, I guess, facing similar, similar challenges or trying to navigate worry, stress, anxiety, whether it be, you know, the big deal situations like, like you were facing or even before that when you were doing, you know, just a million little things, the daily, daily situations where it's bringing worry and bringing stress and bringing anxiety to you. What sort of advice, I guess, could you give? I know the, from the way you're talking, this is still real fresh. You're still in like, you're not like sitting on your high horse like, I've conquered this thing. <laughs> right? <Nope>. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, this is real. This is daily. Yeah. This is life. Right? And, and you're still processing. Another um, interesting layer and nuance to this, I don't know if you were going to share it or not, but today, today was actually her scheduled wedding day from that engagement. And so it's kind of poetic that we're talking about it this morning. Uh, poetic, that's what we'll call it, right? Poetic, yeah. Poetic. Sound nice. <laughs> it gives it a positive connotation. But today was supposed to be the wedding day, and so this is still super fresh for you, that you're still processing. I mean, we have talks all the time, talking through stuff, you know, and it's, it's, it's cool. Um, but what advice, I guess, or um, encouragement or challenge could you give those of us in the room that may be on the same journey? You know, maybe that you've learned that you can offer maybe a different perspective from what we're sort of processing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, all the things I did is the advice that I would give. Um, yeah. So get with people, like, people you trust. Like, definitely people you trust. Like, there can be freedom in talking to people you don't really know because they kind of don't know you. And maybe you can just, like, say things you wouldn't say to people you know. But especially with people you care about who care about you, um, ask Ask for what you need. I think that's something that's really hard for me um, to be like, hey, I'm really sad. Hey, I'm really worried. Hey, yeah. I'm struggling to make this decision can be very hard for me to like admit. And so in processing with people saying like, I need this or I'm struggling here, kind of just being honest about that yeah. um, has helped. And definitely I could do that more even yeah. right now. Um, finding scripture, pick one or two that like apply. Yeah, um, that apply that and situation. that encourage you, yeah. Yeah, that remind you that you can memorize, and, like, Romans 15, 13 is pretty short. It's pretty easy for me to, like, recall back to memory and say, like, okay, yeah. this is this is the truth of what Scripture says. This is what I can trust in, in the moment, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, and then praying. Um, and one thing I didn't actually write down and just thought about right now um, is admitting when it's, like, difficult for you to pray or difficult for you to connect with the Lord in this time, I think that's something that's been, like, really hard for me to admit, along with, like, asking help, but saying, like, I don't feel like praying. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that God's going to come through. In the, like, I'm oh, struggling yeah. to believe that God's going to come through in yeah. this, that he's going to provide, that I'm going to feel better. Um, in church, like, growing up, and I've always kind of felt, and I think maybe a lot of people feel like this, that it's, like, not okay to say that. Yeah. Um, and I still sort of feel that way. <laughs> um, but I think in the times that I've, like, admitted that to somebody or admitted the areas that I'm struggling in that, um, there's been a lot of freedom. People can be like, oh, yeah. Sure. Like, that makes sense. Me too. Yeah. Like, I was talking to my mom the other day, and I was telling her about this. I kind of struggled to believe the Lord will do this and all that. She was like, me too. Yeah. And we were like we just kind of had a moment of like same. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> it was really nice. Like it it wasn't there was no like kind of a there was no preachy moment. It was just like a comforting to yeah. know that other people were had been in that place before. Yeah. Um who had like walked through difficult situations, who had walked 
through those situations and felt like, where's, where's God in this? Yeah. Um, and being able to say, like, okay, you did it, and you're okay, and I can do it, and I'm okay, and, like, yeah. the Lord has come through for people, and, like, using those moments with people of vulnerability to say, like, okay, I'm struggling with this, and that's Absolutely. okay. Yeah when, you, yeah, when you open up and you're honest like that, it, 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 it removes barriers for other people to feel like they can be honest as well. You know, and that's that's the thing about these silent killers. That's why that's why we've taken the time, you know, the past four or five weeks to talk through all this stuff because so often we put up this veneer and people are like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And we're like, "Oh, good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good." You know, and it's we get, you know we get in these modes, and it's like because like we say, you know, no one ever walks up and says, "Hey, yo, how you doing? Guilt and shame." <laughs> it's like what? What? If someone asks you that, you'd be like, "Whoa." Uh, Chill out. Like, I don't there's want, people I don't around. What are you doing? That. Yeah. Um, I mean, same thing with how you doing with unforgiveness. How you doing with body image? How you doing with self worth? How you doing with, you know, um, all the different things? And so, I think I think what you're saying is so powerful. It's like, you have to get with a community of people. You have to get with people that you trust, that you can speak into their life, they can speak into your life, so that you can have conversations like this. So that when you're struggling with something, you feel comfortable and confident enough to share that. You know. Um, we talk about it all the time around here that we're not meant to go through life alone. That's not our design. We're designed as communal beings. We're designed to be in relationship and community with other people. And so I think that's huge. And then finding, you know, God reveals himself through scripture so strongly. God reveals himself through prayer so strongly. And I think, honestly, I think the advice on all five of these weeks has been pretty close to the same thing. If you've been tracking through, all the people have said, hey, when I'm going through this, I gotta talk to somebody about it. I gotta get with people that I can trust. And then everybody's like, and I find a scripture or two that I memorize that kind of get me through those dark times. And then prayer is huge too. I mean, that's that's powerful. That's good. Um, will you guys join me in thanking Lauren for sharing her story with us this morning? Tony, are you gonna put that back up here? Cool. So, um, in dealing with this and processing all of this this week and thinking through how we're gonna talk through it. Um, I, I have a verse that I use for this stuff all the time. Anytime that worry and stress and anxiety is part of the conversation, part of the situation, I'm always brought to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And um, I just think it speaks so true to this. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I always think of that song, don't worry, I'll be a happy. You know what I'm talking about? You guys remember that song? Yeah, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like that's kind of what Paul was doing here with the Philippians. Uh, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Last week, one of the main takeaways that we had uh, through grief and loss uh, was this idea that our theology informs our response to life. And we talked about how theology is simply our understanding of God. Our understanding of God, our perspective of God, informs how we respond to anything that happens to us in life. And in grief and loss, you know, we talk through it. It's the same thing here in worry, stress, and anxiety. If our understanding of God is a God that's got the whole world in his hands, right? If that's our understanding of God, if that's our theology, if that's our, our perspective of saying, I know who God is in reference to who I am and where I fit into that, right? If that's our understanding, it makes it so much easier to apply Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. But if we think that we're in charge and we think that we're the one making everything happen, we're the one that's generating our income, we're the one that's setting up all the positive things that are happening in our lives because of our charisma or our hard work or our whatever, if we think that we're the source of all that stuff, then worry, stress, and anxiety can creep in so easily and so quickly and so strongly. 
right? And so in this, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, don't worry about anything. Why am I not worrying about things? Because my theology, my understanding of who God is, is that he's got it. He's got me. He's got the situation. He's got the whole world in his hand, right? And so we don't have to sit there and worry and stress and think, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I love this. It's like the crux of the, of the statement here. Don't worry about anything. Instead, so instead of worrying, you should pray about everything. What does that do? That shifts our perspective. That says, when, we, when we're worrying, we're thinking, I'm in control. I got to figure this out. I got to find a solution. I got to make this happen, right? But he says, instead, pray about everything. What is that doing? That's going to God instead of going to ourselves. It's shifting the perspective, switching the narrative, rather than saying, I got to figure this out. He says, whoa, pause. Instead of doing that, go to God. And then he says, to go to God, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Don't worry about anything. That's interest paid on a debt not owed, right? We're sitting there stressing out about all the possibilities and the potential things and all this stuff. He says, instead, pray. Yield your control to God. It's not yours to fix. If your understanding of who God is, that he cares about you and he intimately is involved in your life and is leading, guiding, and directing your steps, then instead of worrying and stressing about things, we need to yield to him. He says, instead, pray. Instead, petition. Ask God for help. That's okay. It's okay to come to God and say, dude, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I need some help. That's okay. We don't have to come to him. Oh, holy reverend father, I love thee so much. Like, like, come on, man. Just go to God and be like, yo, dude, this is tough. The stuff that's going on in my life, I don't get it. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling hard. It's okay to ask for help. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray. Instead, petition. And the last thing is instead, praise. He says, and, and thank him for all he has done. Be thankful for what he's done in the past. When we get on this, like, spiral of worry and anxiety and stress, oftentimes we forget that God's been faithful so many times before and that he's come through so many times before. And we get lost and blinded in the current, in the now, and we're like, oh my gosh, this is bigger than anything I've ever felt. Well, no, not necessarily. And it's not just you. We see it all through scripture as well, right? The Israelites, he delivers them from Egypt, parts the Red Sea, and then they're all like pissed because there's no like meat to eat. It's like, bro, do you see what God just did for you? Like just now? Do you see what just happened? And I mean, this thing happens to us as well. So he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray. In other words, instead, yield to God. And he says, and come to him and tell God what you need. Ask for help. Petition God and then thank him for all he has done. Take some time and praise. Rep recognize his provisions in the past. Recognize his provisions in the present. And trust that those provisions will be there in the future. So maybe you're in here this morning and, you know, it's something big that's been stressing you out. It's something big that's been bringing anxiety and worry. It's maybe a big life decision. It's a big maybe, um, you know, catastrophe that's happened for you. Maybe it's something that's kind of rocked your world that you didn't ask for, that you weren't expecting, but it's just kind of here. Maybe that is just weighing you down and stressing you out and causing so much anxiety, so much worry, so much of this stuff, and, and you're just, it's silently killing you. And you're walking around and it's like a weight and a burden that you're bearing. Maybe you're in here this morning and, and it's just a million little things. There's nothing really crazy you know, catastrophic that's happening, but, you know, you're worried, like Lauren was saying, you're worried about making this decision. 
worried about hurting that person's feelings, worried about how this is going to go. You have anxiety about being part of this and being part of that and, and stressing out about all these things. Or maybe you're somewhere in between. You know, maybe you manage it pretty good, but sometimes it hits you. That's all this. Listen, my challenge and my encouragement for you this morning is an echo of Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Instead, pray. Instead, petition God. Instead, praise Him for what He's done and what He's doing and what He's going to continue to do. It's a shift in perspective. It's a shift in our understanding of who God is and how He relates to us in the midst of our struggles and our hard times and all of that. So what we want to do this morning, um, I've asked Lauren to lead us in another song uh, because I want to give us a time, an intentional time, to just sort of maybe process, maybe do some business with God, maybe have a conversation with God. Maybe you're in here this morning and you need to you need to just kind of step back and get some perspective. Say, whoa, you know what? Yeah, maybe this is not mine to fix. Maybe I've been wasting all this energy, time, effort, worry, stress, anxiety. All these things are going on, and it's not mine to fix. Maybe you need to yield to God this morning. Maybe you need to ask God for help. Maybe you need to just have a little bit of perspective and say, okay, maybe this is not going to sink my ship because God's been with me the whole way. And so maybe you need to take some time and do that. But we want to be intentional about giving you time to do business with God. So let's pray together and then we'll worship together. God, I thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.